0: We are live, another Tuesday night, not another beautiful Tuesday night, another terrible Tuesday, but um, Kurt Valenti, Jennifer Valenti, all in on high school sports, and tonight we are going to talk a little Clifton High School football.
1: We welcome to our panel this evening the um, head coach, Ralph Sinq since 2015, his offensive coordinator, Anthony Giordano defensive coordinator, Matt Wright, and defensive line coach, Mike Coyne. Coach sinq and his staff led the 2019 Mustangs to an overall record of 8-4 and four and an appearance in the state sectional finals. Later in the show, we'll also be joined by three of his returning letter winners. And I just want to say welcome, coaches. Thank you guys for coming on.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks
3: for having us.
0: All
1: right.
0: Guys, I want to talk real quick about the Clifton tradition. Uh, Clifton obviously has a rich football tradition. Pre-playoffs from 1946 to 73. North won Group 4 champions 19 times, including six in a row. 2006, last time won the state sectional championship. We actually have the quarterback on our panel tonight. So, um... Again, I, I, we'll just start off with this. Coach Sincu, you can start it off. I want you to talk about the, uh, the football tradition in Clifton and, uh, and what it means to be the head coach.
2: Oh, there's, a, there's a lot of big shoes to fill. You know, when you look up on a stadium and you see, you know, the home of Al Greco um, and, and all the hard works that uh, Coach Joe Greco, excuse me, Coach Joe Greco put in for all those years and the Vanderklosters and, uh, you know, the guys after that. But, um, you know, very big shoes to fill, even for guys that I coached with, the Ron Anellos and the Chet Parlovecchios and Steve Cabellos, all these guys were very successful. Um, so, you know, just walking into that stadium, there's a lot of people in the stands. There's still a lot of the old guard in the stands that have a lot of very strong opinions and they let you know about it. You know, there's nothing subtle, you know, there's nothing subtle in Clifton. You know, subtlety is like a brick in Clifton. Um, but we hear it, you know what I mean. We hear it all the time,
1: but it's what it is. Oh, Do we lose a uh, little connection? I
0: think we lost a connection with Coach Sinkew.
1: This might be a, an ongoing issue this evening yeah. with the weather, you know. So
0: <laughs> we go to Giordano. I was gonna
1: say we'll go right to uh, to Coach Giordano as soon as Coach Sinq comes in. We'll, we'll get him back. Out absolutely. Standpoint. Oh,
0: of, oh, he's back.
2: Okay, I'm sorry.
0: That's all right. We lost
1: you for a sec. All
2: right, so, um, you know, seven out of ten of of my coaches are played at Clifton, you know, that changed in the same locker room, that ran out of the same tunnel, that lifted in the same weight room. So, we have a lot in common. You know, we have a lot in common with these kids. Um, So, yeah, we we knew the task, um, you know, before taking the job, and we knew what it entailed. Um, you know, a lot of us have been have uh, been here for, for some years. You know, the ups and downs, the highs and lows. Uh, I was on staff in 2006, um, so you know, I uh, you know, I got to enjoying that. Um, but yeah, uh, very big shoes to fill. A lot a lot of good coaching that has gone on at Clifton. A lot of great players that come out of Clifton, and just to be able to play for for Clifton and then come back and coach is is, is everything that you really want.
1: To kind of piggyback off what you were saying, Coach Sincu, uh Coach Giordano, you were the quarterback for Clifton High School with the team that won the sectional championship in 2006. Now you're the offensive coordinator. Can you tell us what it means to you to be back and helping Clifton go for its next title?
3: Uh, just, just everything, I mean, to sum it up. I mean, just in one word, would be everything. It's, it's, it's kind of like I'm living my own little dream. Um, I, I really wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, just growing up in Clifton, growing up a mile and a half from the stadium and being able to do that in 06 and then come back and then really be close the last couple of years and uh, and kind of turn our program back around um, it, it's awesome Like I, I tell people that I, I'm living the dream every single day I, I really do and um, just, just, just the pride and uh, effort that we all put in as coaches and the kids um, it's everything, it really is
1: Nice. And Coach Wright, similarly, during your time at uh, Clifton High School, you played for a, a well-renowned coach in Coach Parlovecchio that Coach Sinku mentioned a little bit earlier as well. His ty- style seemed to be like a grit and toughness. Is this the same style you look to instill in your Clifton defense today?
4: Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely a lot of what Coach Parlovecchio taught is you know, ingrained in me. <laughs> and um, we definitely play a tough style of defense, an attacking style of defense. And uh, yeah, I would say absolutely.
0: Football has a huge influence. My questions for Coach Coyne: uh, You're joining a staff that has deep Clifton roots. Uh, you also coached at St. Mary's, where it's another program that has a strong football tradition. What um, what experiences from St. Mary's or New Milford, both schools you were at, can you bring to this uh, Clifton staff?
5: Well, you know, when you resign from a job that you thought, you know. Was going to be your job for the rest of your life. You know, it was pretty tough, and um, I thought I was going to just sit on the couch all fall, all summer. Um, but you know, I got the call. We got two guests that just walked in, and distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is virtual learning, baby.
1: <laughs> Love
5: it. Um, but I, I, I said to Coach, thank you. I don't need a title. I don't need anything. Point to who I got to coach, and they're getting coached. And I just want to coach football again and have fun. And you know, the All biggest right, you come up here. Okay. the biggest worry was, you know, can the redheaded stepchild fit in with the Clifton guys? <laughs> and it, from day one, it was like we already knew each other. You know, which is half true.
6: Right. You know, we,
5: I knew some of the guys, um, but it's been. A pleasure, and you know you're going to talk to these players soon, and they're just locked in. Every day is a pleasure to go down that stadium and just work with these kids. It's great.
1: So we're going to get a little bit into the uh, 2019 season.
0: Yeah. So a quick recap: uh, overall, last year you guys go eight and four, four and one in the league. Uh, your four losses to very tough teams: nine and three Northern Highlands, eight and four PCT, six and four Delbarton, Barton, and a 12 and one Union uh, Union team. Uh, your playoff run—you beat Hackensack twenty-six to six. You upset Ridge forty-two to thirty-five, and you lose a close sectional final to a great Union team forty-two to twenty-eight.
1: So, talking about that season, Coach Sinque, I have kind of like a two-part question for you. So each year, since you've been at the helm in 2015, you've kind of like advanced a little bit further in the state tournament. Um, So what was the, you know, from qualifying to advancing around to getting to the semifinals, now of course that sectional final appearance. So what was the difference this past year that allowed you to reach those state sectional finals? And then I guess my second part, if you could elaborate also is speak specifically maybe to some of your graduating seniors who are kind of along that whole journey with you and the role they played in this past season's success.
2: Uh, it's, it's a great question. I think um, from 2018 to 2019, I think there was, uh, we graduated a lot going into 2019. And uh, there was a lot of unknowns. You know, we started a lot of sophomores. We started a lot of juniors on the 2019 team. You know, and you want to talk eight and four, um, Northern Highlands, we don't play without our running back 1,600 yards, 20, you know, nineteen touchdown back. Uh, say County Tech, we don't play – we play without our, you know, middle linebacker, our team leading tackler, over 120 tackles. Uh, we go into Union without our, you know, without our safety in the middle of the field, you know, first team all-league, second team all-county as a sophomore. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we were there, and, and and every one of our losses, we, we were there. Um, you know, I, I think what got us over the hump was uh, – you know, I think we change things up a little bit. I, I, I think the one thing that we do, I think, pretty much just as good as anybody, is we don't do things just because that's the way we used to do them. So we, we, we change things around. We, we uh, you know, we implemented, you know, yoga once a week. Um, we give them off. You know, we play Friday, so we give them off on Saturdays. Let them sleep all day Saturday. Let them sleep. Like, why well, have a kid in the locker room at 8 a.m. Saturday morning after we played a game Friday night? Like, you, they want a game. You know that they're going to go out to get something to eat, go be with their friends for a little while. So then you want them to go home. They're probably still excited, you know, gassed up from, from winning a game. You know they're not sleeping. So now you want them to come in and lift weights and run. They just got beat up. Let them sleep for 12 hours. Let them eat. Let them sleep. So I, I think things like that over a long period of time help them, uh, help their bodies recover, and it makes them want to work harder when they're there. You know, we cut down. We don't have marathon practices. We don't really practice long. Um, I, I think I think we're a lot more efficient, um, and it's all because of. And a lot of it has to do with how good my staff is. You know, I I, I, I say it every year. I think I really do have the best staff in the area. Um, my offensive coordinator Anthony and Matt on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they're, they're 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 so smart. They're such good X's and O's guys and such good game planners that like. That's one, it's one thing I never have to worry about, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, uh, you know, make sure kids are, you know, stay out of trouble in school and all that kind of stuff. But like football wise, these guys are as good as it gets. So I think from that standpoint, um, you know, every year they make themselves better, which is unbelievable, but they do. So I think from that standpoint, that's what is getting us closer as well.
3: Thanks coach. You know, <laughs>
2: and, and you want to talk about a couple seniors, I'll give you a couple seniors, uh, all-County Christian Bonaparte, 1,630 yards this year, 18 touchdowns, all-time leading rusher at Clifton High School. Jahan Willis, All-County nose guard. Robert Urban, uh, three-year starter for us. Um, going to, you He know, was going to uh, Maritime, uh, Massachusetts Maritime to be a nautical engineer. Um, Lord Belton, going to Montclair State. Uh, Angel Payano, he could have went to a bunch of different places, but he was a little undersized. He didn't want to get beat up anymore. You know, I mean, it, it, and, and you know, we found a guard in Malik Allen, who was a one-year starter, a program guy, but he started every game for us his senior year and played his played his butt off, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the list goes on, you know, Yahya Galib, who, you know, started half a season for us and just did an amazing job because he was so good and so efficient and so strong in a weight room that it trans you know, it transferred over. Um, and the one thing that we do, I think, just as good as anybody, is we create competition in everything we do. And again, I have to, you know, tip my hat to my coaches for as great of a job as they do, and they make their indie periods tough. And they and my my coordinators demand, you know, out of their position coaches. You know, I've heard my defensive coordinator say, "You're a head coach of your position, so that 15-20 minutes, you better act like a head coach." And you know, to me, that makes so much sense in the world. So. Uh, why we're getting closer is because the kids are really getting coached up and are getting, you know, top-notch education in the weight room, uh, in, uh, you know, in our film sessions and on the field.
1: Nice. Great. Thank you.
2: Coach
0: Wright, uh, getting back to the 2019 season, you guys had some great defensive performances. Uh, shutout of uh, state championship Ridgewood, a total of six <laughs> points in uh, two games against Hackensack, and many more. Uh, can you talk about last year's defense as a whole?
4: Uh, yeah, last year's defense as a whole is, um, all the young guys that came in to fill those roles that we, that was the void, um, all really stepped up to the plate. They were the unknown, a couple sophomores and, uh, if not outplayed some, some of the older guys and the older guys, the seniors, the returners, uh, they were phenomenal and they, they answered the bell. I would say as a whole, the defense was, um, very relentless, very tenacious, um, Worked hard all year long. Uh, just a great group of kids, and they all had each other's back. And, uh, you know, they, they played to the whistle, to the whistle blew every play.
0: Okay, and then uh, Coach Giordano, last year your offense put up some big numbers, including in the playoffs 26, 42, and 28, including 43 in the Thanksgiving win. Uh, can you just do a quick overview of the offense from 2019?
3: Yeah, you know what? We started really slow. Um, I think we scored 14 points in the first two or three games, um, and we were fortunate to to be two and one after the first two, uh, after the first three. Um, we we were starting a sophomore quarterback, um, starting some new guys in the line of scrimmage, but also bringing some um, some guys back. And I think we peaked at the perfect time um, when our defense needed us in in crunch time, especially at the end of the season. We were there to answer the bell. And, and, and like you said, we could have scored with anybody. Um, we were really on the incline the entire year because we just got more comfortable um, with everybody. And we kind of found our, our identity midseason and we really stuck with that.
1: Coach Hoyne, we're going to kind of segue into the twenty twenty season a little bit here. As you're new to the staff, uh, but you know that you're going to be working with a group um, that probably feels they have some unfinished business. Unfinished business, excuse me, from the uh, twenty nineteen season. So my question for you is: How excited are you to get to working with this group, and what do you think they're capable of accomplishing this season?
5: I mean, it's one of the best groups I've worked with. I mean, it's only been this is only week four, um, and I've been coaching. I forget, maybe 18 years, um, but it's like I said before. Every day we walk in; these kids, there's no complaining, there's no rah-rah stuff, nothing. I mean, they just work, um, and it's it's tough. We almost do like a CrossFit circuit into an Indy into, and we test them, and they just answer the bell every single day. I'm fired up for that October 2nd game. But, you know, we're, we're just taking one day at a time. we got to win the day um, through all the pandemic and the tropical storms. We're in it, baby. So <laughs> it's it's exciting to go to Clifton Stadium every single day and just get to work.
1: Nice. And Coach Wright, could you maybe speak a little more specifically to who's kind of returning to your defensive unit this season and give us maybe a 2020 defensive preview?
4: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, on the defensive line, we're turning uh, Nick Burgess. Uh, was a sophomore last year. Um, started pretty much every game for us. Um, Luke Saneri is going to be a uh, outside linebacker for us. Uh, was the second leading uh, sack leader on the team and only played a partial role on the defense um, because he had two all league players in front of him. Um, Brian Feliciano at safety is uh, one of the hardest working, best kids, uh, best football players for his size that I've coached ever. Um, and uh, who else coming back? Josh Hernandez. Uh, Caleb Bonaparte at corner is a four-year starter, phenomenal athlete. Um, Josh Hernandez at middle line. but We've a lot of returners. Um, that's
0: all I got off the top of my head for now. <laughs> Bob Ramadan. Uh, Coach, dear like we talked about before, you guys put up big numbers your last four games. Your quarterback is back. What's the uh, outlook for the offense in twenty twenty?
3: Uh, high expectations. Um, we lose three starters, so we're returning eight eight returning starters um, on an offense that was peaking at the end of last year. So um, high expectations Th- through the roof from from game one. Through the end of the season, um, I, I expect us to gel right away, uh, put up big numbers, uh, led by our quarterback Kyle Vellis. It, it'll, it'll run through him. I'm not, I'm not giving away any secrets that we have in the coaching uh, <laughs> locker room right now. It's gonna run through Kyle Vellis, but uh, our offense will be run through Kyle Vellis.
0: Okay, and uh, coach, thank you. Um, we broke it down by positions, by units. Overall, uh, what would you say the um what would you say your outlook for the whole season for 2020
2: as a team? As a team, and again, I I, I think um. I think we'll win. I think we'll win a good amount of football games. Um, the the, the way we work, and what we do every single day. I, I'm again, I'm I'm being modest, and I I don't know how many other kids at other schools train as hard as our kids do every single day and that's why we grind out games however however we have to if it needs to be a defensive battle where we need to shut them down i have all the confidence in the world like you said to ridge we need we needed the ball at the end we needed to score that's what we're going to do too so i i think again i tip my hat to all my to my players to my coaches for all the hard work and effort and i think it shows especially late in games
1: Next, we're going to uh, interject some fun, quick questions with you guys. It's a little segment we like For to call rapid Staff. fire. So um, they're meant to be answered like kind of quickly. They're, these are these are the hard hitting questions we like yeah. to call them.
0: <laughs> all right, I'll start it off, and this is the the million dollar Clifton question: Hot <laughs> grill or Ruts Hut?
1: Why don't we? All was I'm gonna say let's go. We'll pick an order here. We'll go, go Coach Sinkyu. Coach Stone, Coach, Coach Giordano, I'm Coyne, I'm sorry. Coach Coin. I got my, uh, my St. Mary uh, names. Coach Coin, Coach Giordano, and then Coach Wright only because that's how I see you on my screen.
2: Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll go first, hot grill.
1: Coach Coin. Next,
5: oh, sorry, uh, Russ. Hot
4: grill hot grill. No question.
1: <laughs> All right. Keeping in the, uh, time with the, uh, area eateries, you guys, uh, what's your go-to meal at Sharky's?
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> wings, definitely wings and fish tacos.
5: We're going wings. I like the garlic wings, barbecue wings with a nice soda.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shrimp po' boy is really, really good. But if we're going wings, medium garlic or Parmesan peppercorn?
1: Oh, that's you've heard that. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And Coach Wright?
4: Uh, If we're talking wings, we're going medium garlic or everything wings, like everything bagel. (laughs) And uh, boom, boom, shrimp.
0: Yeah. All right, next one. Biggest win as a coach?
4: Ridgewood. Got to
2: be Ridgewood. Got to be Ridgewood. As a program going into the game this year, we were 0-8 as a staff. So I'm gonna to have to say Ridgewood, but Ridge was a really, really like Ridge might have been the greatest game that I've ever been a part of. But to get the moat, but to to beat Ridgewood for the first time in our ten year, I don't know. And that's like one A, one B.
4: Without Ridgewood. It's interesting.
2: What happened? Hurt you there? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right.
0: Go yeah, Coach Coyne, Sorry. freeze on us. It's coach yeah. coin froze. He said he made it he was on a spot and he froze up. You were there? <laughs> yes, I was. 2006 Patterson Catholic.
1: 2006? Oh, he's
0: freezing up. We'll get back yeah, to coach okay. coin. Number 8 team in the country.
3: No. <laughs> oh, there it is. There <laughs> it is.
0: Coach Jared Danoff.
3: So, I mean, other than Ridgewood last year, um I, I, like Coach said, it has to be – I have two. Ridge last year because our, our, our defense, uh, the, our safety, Brian Feliciano, he went down with an injury and um, it turned into an absolute just uh, shootout. And our offense answered every call. And we practiced so well that week. And, um, I mean, we, we, we executed some really, really trick plays at that game. And, and, uh, and the Kennedy game two years ago – we were down 19 points with five and a half minutes left, which is crazy. Um, and we ended up winning in overtime. So those are the two uh, biggest wins in, in, in my tenure at Clifton as, as a coach.
1: Nice. And Coach right?
3: I mean, we talk about this all the time, so it's all <laughs> kind of the same
4: answer. But, uh, yeah, the Ridge, the Ridge shootout, the Kennedy game from, what was that, two, three years ago? 17. The coolest experience I had as a coach was uh, going out to the Hall of Fame and uh we beat northern highlands out in ohio oh, and just cool. the experience for the kids uh how, how many of these clifton kids are ever going to go see the football hall of fame again you uh, know so it was just an awesome opportunity it, it was the whole experience was just amazing
1: that is that sounds cool we keep saying we're gonna go yeah that's one thing
4: i want to do <laughs> you,
1: can...
2: yeah. you, you have to
1: we're waiting on peyton manning right yeah. next year <laughs> Um, I hate to follow it up with this, but it's also good to talk about. Follow up the biggest win with toughest loss.
2: Uh, toughest loss was, for for me, was probably 2018 Ridgewood, second round of playoffs. Had him beat. Had him dead to rights. We had him beat. Came out. What was it? What what was it? Uh, 21-7 at the half. We're losing.
3: No, the, 40, uh, yes.
2: It? it was. Yeah. So normal Clifton team, down at the half like that, put our head head down, we come back out. Maddie defensive guys get on the board. They said, this is what we're doing. I don't even think they got a first down in the second half. We scored 21-14 and we fumble twice inside the five. We should've won the game. We should've won the game, that coach, simple.
1: Coach Coyne, your toughest loss as a
2: coach? Uh, <sighs>
5: I don't there's so many. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: um I every loss every loss is the is the toughest loss. But yeah, those playoff losses, the ones to Paris and Catholic, the Saint Anthony's. Um you know, I was at New Milford Giants Stadium. Um we got beat by Heights. We were we were the Favor and we got beat by Heights. It's just you remember those uh, big losses. Probably more than the big wins.
1: Very true. Very true. And coach Giordano, your toughest loss?
3: Um, I'm going to save the obvious one that I was going to say for, for, for Coach Wright. Uh, probably losing to Pesek um three years ago on, on Thanksgiving. Uh, we take pride um just to dominate that rivalry, which we've done. Unfortunately, our our quarterback got hurt in our in our first round playoff game. Uh, against Ridgewood and we played without a quarterback and we still scored 35 points but just we're, were really unfortunate um they, they had like fourth and six on their own 25 yard line and went for it and scored a touchdown and then we moved the ball down back to the field and we lost on Thanksgiving and I just remember that year being around my family they were like how'd the game go I'm like I don't really want to talk about it so don't <laughs> let's not talk about it right it was just miserable so yeah that one uh, that one stunk
1: and Coach Wright, how about you?
4: Um, the 2018 Ridgewood game was was right up there, but uh, in the second round. Uh, but obviously, the Union last year is fresh on my mind. Uh, we played great defense all year long. Uh, safety went down. A couple, a couple other guys were in and out, banged up, and we didn't we didn't play great defense. And it's you know it's uh, it's lingering.
0: All right. What about your coaching role model?
4: Ooh, coaching role model,
2: um, Tony Carsage. Uh, as a young kid, I went to St. Joe's for a year and a half. I got to play for Tony, I got to I got to know Tony. Um, you know, not he's he, just a great motivator of young men. Um, and I know I get it, you know, he was at St. Joe's, it's St. Joe's, but like he took over St. Joe's when they didn't win any games. He made St. Joe's, he made Bergen before he went to St. Joe's, you know what I mean? So just to be around a guy like him at a young age, but it's not just one guy, you know, it's not just one guy. I learned a lot from Chet, I learned a lot from Ron. Um, I learned from everybody that I either played for or coached under, so, uh, you know, it's very hard to say. Coach
1: Coach Coyne?
5: uh, It's gotta be Jack Jones, you know, number one. Uh, Just, you know, one of my best friends, you know, I, it wasn't even a football thing. You know, he, we would just talk for hours probably every weekend, Talk, you know, obviously talk about football and just life and had me as a player, and we really got close when we coached together, um, and I kind of miss him every day. I know him himself. So, you know, he had to go one day, but uh, I, w- I wish he was still around, especially I wonder how he would react me being at Clifton. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That laugh his ass awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and coach giordano uh
3: dan garrett he's the uh head football coach at kane university uh it's where i went uh, I coached four years with him um a lot like coach think you said about coach carsage uh just a motivator of young men um showed us how to be better football players but more importantly how to be better men in society um and he still continues that to, to the day um, I consider him a really, really close friend. And whenever I have a problem with anything, um, he's one of the first people I call.
4: Nice, and Coach Wright? Um, coach Pallavecchio's brother, Mark Pallavecchio. He was the offense coordinator at Clifton. He was my wrestling coach also. And uh, I got to coach football with him at uh, Queen of Peace, Morristown Beard. And uh, he's just been a huge influence on on me. Football, being a man, and everything. He's just a great role model.
1: Nice. We're going to go from the serious role model question to uh, a little bit easier. Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, or Chick-fil-A? <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, Wendy's Wendy's is just an oldie but a goodie. You know what you're getting every time you go. But a, Chick, but a Chick-fil-A every once in a while isn't so bad
1: <laughs> Coach Coyne?
5: Uh, yeah. Wendy's is unfortunately you know, right next to my house. So...
7: <laughs> It's the easy goat.
5: Gotta
3: <laughs> we go Wendy's.
1: Coach Giordano?
3: McDonald's. Big Mac. McChickens with Big Mac sauce. McDonald's with bacon and Big Mac sauce. <laughs> the best. And Coach Wright? Uh, Wendy's, without a doubt. Well,
1: that was the first panel we had, kind of like a Wendy's. Yeah. Sweep, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> no Burger King on this panel. All right. Next one. Easy one. Nike, Adidas, or Under Armour?
2: Wow, that's tough. That's tough. We're, we, we, we've been we've been repping the Adidas hard. Um, I was always a Nike guy, and then we started ordering new uniforms, and the kids love the Adidas uniforms, and they're very generous uh, when you buy stuff from them, uniforms, etc. So we've been going Nike. We've been going Adidas lately.
1: <laughs> Coach Coin. That is. I don't care. Um,
2: <laughs> I got an Under Armour now.
5: Under Armour shorts, I think, <laughs> uh, whatever fits me.
1: Coach Giordano.
3: Well, like Coach you said, I mean, we're sponsored by Adidas now, and Adidas is really, really like quality stuff and all that. But how can you go wrong with Nike? You really can't.
1: And Coach Wright.
3: Uh, like Coach Coin said, whatever fits me.
1: <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> seems like adidas does a good job of uh sending out uh three x's for me
1: so out. <laughs> very nice all right do you guys have any game day like superstitions or rituals that you would hear to
2: yeah, you hear that big game day superstitions <laughs> <are good ones>. <laughs> <laughs> i've heard the oh
1: god in the background yeah <laughs> You
4: have all night, all
2: night. <laughs> I, uh, I pick up my dry cleaning, I take a shower, I eat lunch, and then I go to the stadium. So I do those four things every game day.
1: Nice coach coin.
5: Um as the as a head coach it was usually leave me alone. Um yeah, don't talk to me. Get everything done. I don't want any questions still about <laughs> an hour before kickoff. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, usually probably, um, eating and then eating some more. And I go to the bathroom probably 45 times. (laughs) That's the ritual.
3: (laughs) Coach Giordano. So after, after a win, um, me me and coach Sinkyu, we make sure we have to wear the same exact thing. Um, after win, I, I take it further, I have to eat same, the same breakfast, Lunch and snack before the game, um, it goes It goes that deep, yeah.
1: Nice. And Coach Wright, how about you?
4: I take the uh, same route to the stadium every
1: week.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if traffic, I got to go to the same one.
1: <laughs> no superstitions here, I think.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, we always got to do this a little, whatever coaching staff we have, or players, too, are going to get this one. But real quick, favorite NFL team? Giants. Giants
3: Dallas Cowboys Uh, (laughs) Giants sorry
1: (laughs) and then we have to follow it up with Super Bowl champion prediction
2: Super Bowl champion prediction San Francisco 49ers I don't
5: know Uh, I would have gone with the Chiefs again
2: let's go with the
3: Chiefs again back to back (laughs) New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm.
4: I like the Chiefs also, Coach Coyne. We got we got a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I know we are going to welcome some of your players next, um, and we do have one in the waiting room right now. I know I didn't know Coach Sinku. I'm worried about the power. I don't know if you heard from your players. Do they all have power? You think? I was I, one. I
2: heard. I heard from all three. Okay. Um, and the one guy who said he didn't have power, he was going to go by his uh, by his. Friend or his aunts. Okay. Or, you know what I mean? I think we'll be good.
0: Okay.
1: All right. So I just wanted to make sure before we move on, we do have one in the waiting room, but want to wait till the, yeah, I, I got a,
0: another question. We'll go off script real quick. You, uh, I know Clifton's always been big with the, uh, the Thanksgiving games. Coach, thank you. you just want to explain what that tradition is real quick.
2: Um, well, Clifton, um, Clifton played two different teams on Thanksgiving for their whole entirety. Right. And one of them was Bloomfield, who I played when I was in school. And then my senior year, which was the season of 92, we moved to Passake. So then we played Passake every Thanksgiving from 92 on. Okay. Um, it was just, it was it was a thing to do back then. That was the Thanksgiving day game. That's what it was, but it wasn't always Clifton-Passaic on Thanksgiving. I think that's what people don't understand. I think people think that it's been 70 something years of two teams playing each other on that day. And it wasn't that. Um, personally it it was, it was good. It was, it was always a cool thing. You know, even in college, you go back for the game, you see everybody. Um, however, as a coach, when the big picture is to try to play into December, playing on Thanksgiving, isn't really very beneficial. And most of the old guard that was, that it meant a lot to aren't around that much anymore, especially when the weather gets cold. So, you know you know are you know play them earlier in a year or whatever the case may be make the game mean something other than just uh, tradition and pride you know play for wind play for powerpoints um, and that's where we're at now.
1: It's got to be a hard thing. Like you end your season, you know, especially this last year. You know, you had your state sectional finals, and then you have to come back. Even though it's a rivalry and a tradition, you still are kind of like reeling from that uh, that state sectional final, you know. And uh, win or lose, that's got to be a hard thing yeah. to get up for a game after that. You know, you feel like it's the pinnacle of your season, and then and then to come back for that. Should I? Uh, oh, we're all uh, we're all here. So I'm going to admit uh, I'm going to admit your three players right now. And uh, while they're joining us, I'm just going to kind of briefly introduce them. So we have joining us uh, three returning varsity letter winners for Clifton High School. We have Mohammed Abidrabo, first team all county, first team all league senior returning on the um, O-line and D-line quarterback Kyle Veles, Jr. second team all county first team all league and junior safety Brian Feliciano second team all county and first team all league Hi guys welcome and thanks for coming on So Good how are you guys Um so I guess my question for you guys this is going to be to all of you um, is you know July 13th you guys were officially allowed to kind of restart practice after as we all know a time where You know during the spring you couldn't have your normal off season and even through part of the summer so even though football might look and feel a little bit different for you guys right now first how excited are you to be back and then secondly could you tell us what you missed most while you were you know shut down during quarantine so it looks like we lost Kyle but I'll let him back in so Muhammad would you mind taking that for us first
6: I'll go first so I really miss being back with the team, being back with my teammates and coaches, not having to be separated from them. And the one thing I would say like affected me the most or I missed the most is having someone to be able to like push me when I work instead of on my own time. I like having to like push beyond my limits to be a better player.
1: of course, understandable. How about you, Brian?
7: I think it's nice just to be uh, back around the family after doing quarantine for so long, we weren't really seeing many people or doing anything just to be back around everyone, that's nice. And the thing I miss most was just being out on the field, the cleats, running around. Uh, like, when you're home all the time, thinking about it, it sucks. But now that we're at least starting something, it's better than nothing. Nice. We'll
1: let uh, Kyle Kyle's still okay. coming in, so if you want to go on. Yeah, so- I'll ask
0: a second. We'll get back to Kyle. Um, we'll start with Brian. You can come back to this one. Explain to me what it means to be a uh, player in the Clifton High School football program.
7: I think to be a player with Clifton, you're held to many accountabilities. We're expected to do many things at a high level, and we have a winning culture. So everyone's working hard towards the same goal.
1: And Mohammed, how about you?
6: I would say the same as Brian. You know, when you're when you're a Mustang, you're held to like a very high expectation. Nothing but that.
1: And. Uh, Kyle, we're going to circle back to you with both questions. I think you're muted, though, Kyle, if you want to unmute your uh, microphone. There we go. Welcome. Nice to see you. Um, our first question will kind of catch you up was about, like, even though practices look a little bit different and feel a little bit different than what you guys are used to, how excited are you to be back at it, and what did you miss the most while you were away?
8: Well, I'm very excited. I haven't played in, a uh, like, a – any type of sports game since like February, I think, and that's like weird for me. It's just a weird because I'm usually always playing and like I'm just excited to see everybody, see all my teammates and coaches. It's a good time.
1: Nice, very nice. And your question was,
8: uh,
0: my question just, uh, Kyle is, uh, just explain what it is to be a football player in the uh, Clifton football program.
8: <laughs> Being a Mustang, you know, I'm about working hard, um, giving everything, being good teammates, um, having responsibility to do your job and just do the best you can.
1: Nice, in this next little section, we've kind of done a little uh, player-coach combo. So Kyle, we're gonna start with, you're on the spot, Kyle. Sorry, three in a row for you. Um, You're the starting quarterback. Your offensive coordinator, Coach Giordano, was the last quarterback to win a state sectional title for Clifton in 2006. So how is it to play for a coach who did exactly what you're working to do?
8: Uh, well, I want to like follow in his footsteps. tell him to do what he did, and I think I can this year.
1: Nice, very nice. And Coach Giordano, as a sophomore, Kyle did play in a, a sectional final already in the championship contest atmosphere. Um, how do you think that experience will benefit him in both his junior and senior campaigns?
3: Um, it's only going to help him going further. Uh, but Kyle is, uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to hype him up or anything like that, but he's so much further along at this point at his age than I was um, going into my junior year, just intelligence-wise, um, Phys- physical wise, mentally wise, Kyle's um, light years w- where I was. And uh, the experience like that is only going to help him going
1: further. Nice.
0: My question's for Muhammad. Um, you're a returning all-county player. Uh, I want to know if you're excited to be working with Coach Coin this year to uh, continue advancing your game.
6: Of course, yeah. Um, with the few practices we've had, I feel like me and Coach Coin already have a really good bond. You know, we match energy, we have to juice on the field, and I can't wait to see what happens when we get back on that turf.
0: And uh, Coach Coyne, I'll, I'll come back to you. Uh, like we said, Muhammad is a returning all-county player. Obviously, he's a tremendous player. Uh, are you looking forward to coaching him? And in your opinion, how good could he be? Oh, I think he's muted. Oh,
1: yep, oh, Coach Coin, you're muted. I don't know if you... Uh... There okay, okay. <laughs>
6: I'll
0: get this thing going. All right, you're good. Um, his
5: work ethic and his his leadership is a big quality, Mo has. Um, just getting his unit going, it's going to be, a, I mean, it's a big unit up front. Um, just a lot of beef, and we're going to have lots of fun. Let's just say that.
1: Uh Brian, my question is for you, you uh, broke your foot in the sectional semifinals against Ridge and you were sidelined for the remainder of the season. It's so difficult to be forced to sit out. So my question is, how did you uh, support your team even though you were sidelined and you feel like you're back to 100% after rehab?
7: Yeah, it's definitely a tough thing to be on the sideline, but... I didn't want to think about it negatively. My team was still in the state championship and I wanted to support them and I wanted them even if I wasn't out there. But yeah, it it was a tough process. Once I just tried staying positive through the whole thing thinking that I wanted to be back on the field feeling good again. Now that I'm finally there, it feels nice. Nice, you feel like you're back
1: 100%? Yeah, for sure. Nice, very nice. And Coach Wright, how important is Brian's return to the secondary for the twenty twenty season?
4: Um, very, very important. Um, as a sophomore, uh, he was lining guys up back there uh, more than any of the upperclassmen. Um, he's def- definitely going to be the general back there, and he's a, he's a quiet guy, but he he leads by example. Um, and he has the respect of everybody on.
0: And uh, Coach Sink here. we have three uh, returning players on this panel right now. Can you speak about their uh, leadership roles for the upcoming 2020 season?
2: Yes, first of all, I, I definitely want to point out that these young men are 3.8 students and better. All right, awesome. that's, that's, that's very, very important to me. Um, and it's very important that everyone understands that. You're talking about a very high level of uh, intelligence between these three young men and uh, they understand um, what it means to be a leader, what it means to you know lead Clifton football, um, you know Big Mo. I mean you know he's three year starter, uh, you know all county guy returning, and the, these other two guys they they always want to be the best. They compete at everything they do, um, and it's it's amazing. Like they'll line, they'll call each other out when we're running the hoops or running an L drill or five ten five. All they want to do is just compete against each other. And when, they, when, when your best football players are your hardest working football players, you're always going to be successful
1: very nice uh always so good to hear about the uh you know student athletes as well so thanks coach for uh for pointing that out it's good to know we're gonna do our second round of rapid fire so this one's for the players so uh guys your coaches just did something kind of very similar so this is just some quick questions to answer kind of quickly i guess we'll go uh muhammad brian and then uh kyle we'll go in that order okay
0: first question guys biggest school rival
6: Ridgewood or
7: PCTI, but I think I'm going to have to give it to, uh, to Ridgewood. Yeah, I think definitely uh, Ridgewood. It's always a rough battle with them every year. They're always going to give us a tough game.
8: Uh, I'm going to say uh, probably Passaic. Uh, it's been a rivalry for, like, oh, like uh, so many years, and, yeah,
1: all right, next one, your uh, best Clifton High School football memory.
6: My best memory is probably fourth and one against Ridge. We get the first down, and we win the ball game. And what? You pancake a kids. see a running back, go over the line, and then next thing you know, your whole sideline's jumping, ready to line up on the 50, shake their hands, and go to the state championship.
1: Nice, very Nice.
7: I think it was definitely the uh, fumble I forced in Ridge. We were down twenty one seven. Uh the kid ran a slant. I had a big hit on him, forced the fumble and it was a big momentum changer for us. We ended up tying it, going into half.
1: Nice I was say
8: just beating Ridge like as a whole and like celebrating on the bus after like thinking like on the bus like we really just came back like down twenty. Like that was some like something really crazy that just yeah, that's my favorite memory.
0: All right, next one. Home or away uniforms? Which one you guys prefer? Oh,
1: having
6: trouble hearing my heart. Yeah. yeah. Can
0: we repeat that? Uh, what do you prefer, the home or the away uniform? Your home uh, or your away uniforms? I
6: prefer the home jerseys way more than the away jerseys.
7: <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I like the all-maroon jerseys. I think they're really nice, new. So that's definitely my favorite.
8: I'm going to say white tops, maroon bottoms. I like that combination.
1: <laughs> all right, Pre game. what music do you have playing in your earbuds
6: or I, your don't beats? Have, I don't have music playing my earbuds. It's whatever the speaker's blasting in the locker room. That's what I'll jam out to.
7: All right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the times, it's more the energy uh, we all have together listening to music rather than just like people individually.
8: Yeah, I'm like that too. I don't listen to any music. I'm just there in the moment, just listening to whatever. All right, here's here's one,
0: and you guys aren't going to get in trouble for this because this <laughs> this is a what if question. But obviously, touchdown celebrations are not allowed in high school. But if they were allowed, and you scored a touchdown, what celebration would you break out?
6: I'll definitely probably do a, like a, some sort of dance, or I'll probably punt the ball or something. <laughs>
7: I think I'm going to go with the uh, bowling pins. I would
8: probably, like, set up something with, like, the linemen, do, like, a group dance, something funny like that.
1: All right, post-game or post-practice, after either just practice, you guys are going home, or after a big win, where's the place you guys as a team like to go, whether it's just after a win or grab something to eat? We'll
6: link up at Applebee's. Have some
7: like late night appetizer? Yeah, I think everyone does their own little thing to be honest. Everyone's celebrating their own ways, but sometimes we go to Applebee's, but most of the celebrations on the bus. If it's in a way game, the bus would be uh it be like, the whole town.
8: <laughs> yeah, either Applebee's or uh I go to the Grand Saloon with my parents and I, I would work with there too.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: All right, we asked the coaches this one. It's your turn now. Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, or Chick-fil-A? Oh, we missed you. Can you yeah.
1: say it
7: again, Muhammad?
6: Wendy's all the way.
0: Wendy's a big Clifton know, thing, yeah. you know?
7: <laughs> nah, no, I think easily Chick-fil-A for me. <laughs> the Chick-fil-A sandwich is too good. I'm going to say Wendy's too. Yeah, Wendy's was
1: the, the yeah. overwhelming favorite. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to do some superlatives on your team, okay? So it's like the yearbook awards. So, Muhammad, we'll start with you on your team. Who's the
6: class clown? Class clown? i definitely give that to myself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, Brian, who's most likely to be a YouTube sensation?
7: A YouTube sensation? I mean, honestly, I- I want to say Mo, like, he does, like, those, like, vlogs. He'd be on his private story, like, posting everywhere. I don't know. He's just a very outgoing personality.
1: Nice. Let's see if he runs the board. Kyle, who's most likely to succeed?
8: Most likely to succeed. Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Brian. You know, he's smart.
6: (laughs) Uh,
1: Nice. Very nice.
0: All right. Favorite NFL football team? Bay Packers.
7: New York Giants. Giants. Nice.
1: And your Super Bowl championship prediction. Who do you think is going to win?
6: I'll, I'm going to go with the Chiefs.
7: Chiefs are always scary, bringing back all their starters. They got the best quarterback in football. I think you can't go wrong with thinking that.
8: Yeah, Chiefs too. Ash-Moms is different. All right, guys, what are your goals and
0: expectations for the 2020 season? Let's start with Muhammad.
6: All right, so our goals, first thing, uh, we want to go undefeated. You saw the teams that's on our new schedule, and at a glance, we don't really think any of them could compete with us. So that's first things first. And another goal we've had in mind is we've the past two years, we broke the rushing record. So who says with the limited schedule we can't break that record again?
7: Yeah, with uh, Corona, like, we don't know how everything's going to change. We just have to adjust. But either way, for playing football, we want to win all the games that we play and dominate in all those games. So I think the goal would definitely be able to do that day in and out.
8: Yeah, I would say go undefeated, win any whatever championship they're doing, uh, the plus two, whatever it is, and personally uh, break whatever uh, passing records I can.
1: Nice. We just want. Oh, just yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: again, we have we have like ten minutes, so I want to just switch one thing up. I want to have the assistants uh, be able to talk about these guys. We got Coach Sinkew. Uh, Sink so, Coach Giordano, if you want to mention anything about our three uh, player guests this year.
3: Um. I mean, I could do. All. Mo is a three-year starter for us. He started at right guard uh, as a sophomore, yes. and then left tackle last two. Um, he just he uh, literally just every day just comes to work as hard as he can. Um, and I can say that for all three of the guys, but Mo Mo always works his tail off. Um, he's an unquestioned leader for us, uh, day in and day out. And and he's, he's tough as nails. He's what Clifton, what, what me and coach think always say, the kids, we always tell them to be Clifton tough. Um, if we had a picture of Clifton tough, it'd be Mo Abedrabo, uh, Kyle Vellis. Um, one of the smartest players I've ever had the, 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 uh, pleasure of coaching, um, he, he he's different in the way he sees the field, and um, pre snap, post snap, whatever it may be, he's different how he sees the field, and he has wrist talent, wrist talent like I've never seen on a quarterback. And then uh, Brian Feliciano is just uh, tenacious. He uh, he brings it every single day, and, and like Coach you said before, they work hard. Like all three of those those guys on the screen are uh, immensely talented, but they're three of our hardest working kids on our team too. And um, they really make it a pleasure to to do our jobs and to work as hard as we do for guys like them. So,
0: okay, Coach Wright, if you want to add anything to that,
3: yeah,
4: like Coach, I think you said earlier. I mean, when when three of uh, your best players are the hardest workers on the team, it just builds a culture that uh, you know we, we've 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 been together as a staff for a while now, and we come into practice and we're like, wow, this thing's really rolling now. Like these guys just work. They keep their head down, they keep their mouth shut and they're working harder. They're, you know, their coaches don't even have to say anything. They're they're you know, sweat and right to the next whistle. Boom. On the line, on the line, on the line. And um the culture as a as a team, um, you know, led by these three guys, um, along with a lot of other a lot of other players are, are leaders on this team. That's the big thing about this team is there's a lot of um, there's a lot of guys that you could point out as a leader. There's so many. They're just a solid solid football team as a whole. and uh, it's just a pleasure to coach all of them.
0: And Coach Coyne, I know you hit we hit on this with uh, asking you about Muhammad, but as a group, again, from as being like the outsider, the new, the new guy on the block on the coaching staff, um, just you know, again, how excited and uh, like what what kind of impressed you with, the, with this with this, the way these kids work?
5: Well, they're they're as quiet on the field as they are right now. It's a it's a confidence, it's a swag that people talk about and try to drag out of their team. And these three just have it. Like they're just you know, I tell them killers kill, and that's what they do. They don't. There's no rah rah. There's no complaining. It's let's put let's punch the clock and go to work because, you know, there's one goal. It's eight zero. If they want to give us twelve games, it's twelve zero. Whatever it is, we're going to, we want to run the table.
1: Nice. Well, we want to thank you guys, uh, coaches and players for being with us this evening. Um, coach you. we want to give you the final word. Um, you can address your current players, your former players, even the entire Clifton community. Cause I know you spoke a lot about that tonight as well. What do you wish to tell them heading into the 2020 season?
2: It's, you know, we all play a part in this. It's not just about the three players or the four coaches up here. Um, I, I tell these kids all the time, you play for the name on the front of your Jersey and that's Clifton, you know, and we're all Clifton, you know, and you come to those games. I know, you know, nor, on a normal Friday night in Clifton, you're, you're going to see that place being packed. You're going to see the energy coming out of the bleachers and that's the town. Um, and, you know, I, I can't thank, you know, my 2015 grads enough, you know, the guys that, you know, you know, grinded it out after a one and nine season to make the playoffs their, their, their senior year. You know, uh, I had a couple of the guys over the house the other day. I barbecued for them. It was just good to see them. You know, like you know, they're 22 and 23 now. Some of these kids. So you know, without them, there wouldn't be this. You know, without you know the coaches in front of you here, there wouldn't you know there there wouldn't be the the, the podcast. Nobody nobody would want to talk to us. You know, this is a, like like Co- Coach Wright just said, like just to sit back and to see what this thing has become, to see how it's been rolling from all the hard work all the hours and hours and countless hours that you put into this to see you know i mean you know just to see you know becoming you know relevant and you know to to be knocking on the door uh and and almost being there you know it's it's everybody involved and i i couldn't thank them enough for everything that i ask of them to do you know from players to staff to to you know booster club to athletic director to superintendent you know um you know okay in trips for us to you know keep the kids places you know so everybody's involved.
0: So here's what we're gonna do because we had three sound very confident players, four confident coaches. There's gonna be a lot of wins on the schedule this year. So here's what we're gonna do. We talked about hot grill. we talked about Sharkies. She doesn't even know this. For every Clifton win one night on the weekend is a hot grill. One night on the weekend is a sharkies for us. So we expect to be in sharkies and hot grill a lot this season because we expect a lot of wins from the Clifton Mustangs. Oh
4: boy. So, Tom's. you know, Tom's. Yes. I like it.
0: But uh, no, guys, seriously, great. It was awesome um, talking to you guys. Good luck. We'll
2: definitely be following you guys.
1: Hopefully we're able to follow you up with some real, real game stuff. this Absolutely. season.
2: Absolutely. That would be good. That'd be great. Absolutely. That would be great. So thanks
1: again, guys. Thank you guys. This
2: thank you. Thanks guys for thank coming for on. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. thank you.